welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we are delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. You know, we would love to hear from you. So today, we're taking your questions and your comments. You're watching. It's Monday. Please give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can always reach us at 205-271-2980, and you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com and check us out on Facebook. So the question for today's show is this, what help <clears throat> or resources do you turn to and draw from in times of anxiety, stress, and fear? And right now the whole world is living in a time of anxiety and stress and fear with earthquakes and wars and especially everything that's going on with the Ukraine and Russia Israel, and Israel and Hamas. the Gaza Strip and the Palestine people and it's just yeah. it's a lot of anxiety people are like what is happening um, and it seems like it just keeps moving <laughs> yeah. and so you some people it's <clears throat> a very fearful and an anxiety producing yeah. time for those people who tend to be worriers, maybe that it kind of escalates in their life yeah. um, and ways that we want to talk about today that can help you to catch your breath, to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus no matter what is going on in yeah. the world or even in your own personal life when trials and troubles just normally come our way. Yeah, yeah that's the other part of it that just the normal day-to-day -day stuff of your life, your marriage, your family, sickness of children, finances, job, joblessness. And we can go on and on with the normal things that bring anxiety. And then you add on top of that, hour after hour, moment by moment, bringing you the war between Israel and Hamas and the Ukraine and Russia, as you said. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring this up. Mm -hmm. It's just to say there is a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. Some of it is justified. So not all anxiety and fear is unjustified. But then there's undue uh, fear and anxiety that paralyzes us or makes us fall into despair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to ask you today, we have our own ways of seeking help in the Lord, in, in Holy Scripture, through Eucharistic adoration, through simply sharing that with one another, with other people, praying as an individual, praying together, praying as a community. We can unpack these things. But we put the question out there to people, and we got a lot of responses, some of them very wise. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with anxiousness, fearfulness? Where's your help? Who do you turn to? What do you turn to? How do you work the scriptures or, or the, the teachings of the church or, or the sacraments? We want to hear from you. Maybe you're doing that right now filled with anxiety and fear, and you're working out your faith in fear and in trembling, you know, with the Lord. So we want you to call us, we want you to share, and we haven't lined up any particular guests, so you're gonna make this show today by calling and saying, here's how I've dealt with this in the past, here's how I'm dealing with it now, or maybe it's gonna be a phone call, I'm not dealing with it very well at all, mm -hmm. so, you know, I, I, what do you have to say to me, Jim and Joy? Um, so we're coming at this from a very human standpoint, and we're coming at it in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
So let us give our anxieties and our fears to the Lord, and may he give us that peace that passes human understanding, that peace that this world cannot give and this world cannot take away. Let us say, Jesus, I trust in you. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. You be encouraged. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, remember that today we're taking questions and your comments on our show. So if you're watching, it's Monday, and we'd love to hear from you. So give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can always reach us at 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. So the question was this, what help or resources do you turn to and draw from in times of anxiety, stress, and fear? Now these anxieties and fears may just be some of the normal things that are happening to you in your life. Maybe you have a, a diagnosis that you weren't particularly planning on or um, something happened in your family life. There was a rupture in a relationship. There was stress, maybe you lost a job. There's fear, maybe your children are acting out and not the way, and you're not very pleased with their behavior. Those are just natural times of anxiety, stress, and fear. <clears throat> then it gets heightened with everything that's going on in the world. How does that affect us? It's always like this, this rippling thing that's moving and, you're, and we're aware of it and you, you're watching the news, uh, your children are in the room, they're watching the news, they're watching how you're responding um, and as calm and cool as you can be, um, the children will pick up on that. If you're freaking out, the children will also freak out and that won't make nice for anybody. So what, what do you do? What, what is your to go to? Where, where do you say, this is where I plug in? This has never failed me. Calling on the name of Jesus, making sure you're saying your prayers, doing the rosary, going into adoration, um, or daily mass if you have the luxury to do that in your life. And there's plugging in and then there's taking the plug out. Right. So how much TV are we actually going to watch? Enough to be informed. We need to be informed. We need to know what's going on so we can take some kind of action, possibly support people. Um, but there's too much. So e e even now with, with Israel and, and Gaza, so it's moment by moment how people are mo mobilizing what they're going to do. And then you think to yourself, we're watching moment by moment, and then people are going to be right. horrifically killed. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. how much of this are you going to watch? How much are your children going to watch? And it's not sticking your head, you know, in the sense, I don't want to know any of this. No, we need to know the horror of, of war and, and what, what man can do to man, humankind. But it can be overdone. So we need to plug into the Lord, into his peace, into one another, into community. But we need to unplug mm -hmm. on certain things and just say, you know what? I'm going for a walk. I mm -hmm. can do that. I'm not in, in, in this battle right now. I can go for a walk. 
I can eat right, I can get some exercise. You can go I to can, bed early. Yeah, and, and so just to say, <clears throat> let me do something normal because mm -hmm. it just seems like the whole world is in a crisis. And I got my own stuff about mm -hmm. my marriage and my family and sickness and illness. So I think plugging in and unplugging and especially doing that for your children because they're so in, in scared and intense. And they're like, is the world coming to an end? It sounds right. like it is. And they're right. even talking about, oh, well, maybe Iran <clears> will get, maybe they already have nuclear weapons or something. Are we all going to die, mom, dad? Mm -hmm. And so how do we moderate that? How do we share together and, and really come to the Lord in all of this and, and find peace? Well, we have a phone, uh, a phone call. Adele is calling us from Alabama. Adele, welcome to At Home with Jim and Joy. Your question or your comment? Oh, thank you. Well, my comment is uh, tomorrow, Tuesday the 17th, our diocese is asking for prayers, <laughs> for, uh, for prayer, yeah. fasting, abstinence, for recon reconciliation and peace for, for Israel. Yes. And also, we are also praying the rosary at 530 in our church, our Catholic Beautiful. church. Mm -hmm. Joy and I were just speaking that beforehand, and you're talking about Bishop Raker, the Diocese of Birmingham, calling us to, just as Adele said, prayer, fasting, you know, praying for, for peace and all these things. And, and that does help with anxiety and, and fear, that mm -hmm. we're doing that as a community, that our bishop, the shepherd of our diocese, is taking leadership. You can call your own diocese, diocesan office, I bet there's a certain uh, organizations that they're saying you give money to to help. But the whole thing of prayer and fasting, uh, being with the Lord in this, praying with other people so that you're not isolated mm -hmm. and, and filled with fear. So it helps sometimes just to be still and to know God is God. But it helps one-on-one -on -one that we pray every day together. So we're sharing our own anxiety about this mm -hmm. and how horrific this is. And we pray together. And then as a community, as a diocese to pray mm -hmm. like that, that, that we're one body of Christ, with Jesus Christ as the head, and that's just so important. And tomorrow, also on EWTN, I'm not sure the exact time, but there will be a special mass that will be offered up, and um, we will be praying. I know they pray daily the rosary also, so it's 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on EWTN. Um, a special mass will be offered up for peace, especially in everything that's going on with, with Hamas, the evil that is happening, and, and for comfort for the people whose uh, family members are being held hostage. And I can't imagine the sorrow and the misery that they must be in. And so we want to pray. We want to unite our hearts. You know, this is kind of like a, like a COVID time. It's just, it's different. It's, it's not normal. <laughs> and, and, you know, for me, I always say the world needs EWTN. We need EWTN. EWTN is going to give you the news. EWTN is going to give you your faith. EWTN is going to give you ways where you can learn how to persevere, how to be fortified in your strength. You could listen to EWTN radio. You can listen to the television. You might be in a nursing home and you've lived through other wars and times and you know how to behave because you've lived through some really difficult times and you might need to share that with other people who maybe this is their first go round they don't know and so yeah. we need to know the importance of that and if you have the privilege of the opportunity to go to mass to pray to fast to <clears> unite <throat> with another group of people other than maybe your family because uh 
we're all affected by this. The whole world is affected by this. And so we want to unite as Catholic Christians to say, we're praying for peace, we're praying for an, a good outcome, and that <clears throat> no more lives would be lost and tortured. And I just, I'm so glad that by God's grace and mercy that we love the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, as well as the sacraments of the church and angels and saints. And so there's just some key scriptures that just kind of dwell within me because I've experienced fear and mm -hmm. anxiety. And, and it just helps to hear the Word of God. We're going to share one of those. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, let your mind dwell mm -hmm. on these things. Not, not the fear, not the anxiety, not the realities that are, that are giving these things. Let your mind dwell on those beautiful and true things. Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Joel, we have a call here. We have Marie on the phone, and she's calling us from Ohio. Marie, your question or your comment about today's question. My comment is we should, I sit down and say the rosary, and I've done it for years with the kids. When the kids would argue and fight, I would say, boys, let's sit down and we're going to pray the rosary. And so that's what I do immediately today because I get so nervous and anxious over some, some of the things that happen. So it's the rosary for me that um, brings me such peace and such harmony and uh, settles me down. Well, thank you, Marie. And I think that, yes, you know, this month is the month of the ro rosary. And so, so many groups need to be praying. And if you've not taken up the rosary, you need to, you need to say, I'm going to teach you. I had to teach myself how to pray the rosary and say, I'm going to join EWTN. They pray the rosary. You could catch the times that they do it. You could get it on radio. You could get it on television. Or, and so you pray it because it does bring you peace. It takes you on a journey with Jesus and ways and sufferings of, of hope um, where you can keep your heart and your mind stayed on Jesus. We, there's so many things we can't do anything about. I like to think that I'm in charge of a lot of things, but you know what? I'm really not. And so it, what, 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 what can I do? I can pray. I could be nice. I could be comforted, I could be at peace, or I could say, oh, I'm so troubled, I'm so anxious, I'm so worried. But that's not going to get me anything. And here's another comment. It says, during times of stress and trouble, I take all my anxieties before our Lord mm. in the Blessed Sacrament. Mm. I don't know what I would do without His help. But sometimes the best thing I could do is just listen and remain docile to what he wants to say to me. And this is from Lauren yeah. in Alab from Coleman, Alabama, which is so true. Absolutely. I mean, we, we have the privilege at the center. We have the center. tabernacle yeah. in our chapel. And there are many times we, you just have to go in there and, and be with Jesus. 
You can't change people's hearts. You can't yeah. change minds. You can't do anything except go and be with Him and, and cast all your cares, all your worries on the Lord and say, Jesus, I trust yeah. in if you. If you've never done Eucharistic adoration, begin today if, if you can. You call your diocesan office, find out what's going on in the various parishes. Some have 24-hour Eucharistic adoration, some other times. And for me, when I'm before the Lord in adoration, especially at our pro-life center, just to look at him, one of the things he reminds me of, especially when I'm filled with fear and anxiety, maybe we're counseling a girl that wants to have an abortion, and I'm saying, my gosh, we can see this baby. This baby's going to be killed if we don't win this conversation. And, and, and all the horrors that are going on in this world, as well as your own life, the difficulties. And when I look at him, I, I feel like he says to me, Jim, it's all done. It's all over. Everything's done and it's all in me. Well, I'm living through it, we're living through it. It's not done, Lord, but there's no, no time with the Lord. And there's just a sense of it's all in his hands. Everything seems so mm -hmm. out of control and unruly and people applying their free will and messing everything up and killings and so on. But it's like the Lord, the Lord has the final word. He has the final, amen. And so Eucharistic adoration, knowing the scriptures of the Lord, uh, receiving the Holy Eucharist, praying our prayers, verbalizing with others, leading a healthy lifestyle in the midst of all this giving to, to help people in those situations is just so important. Thank you for your participation. Thank you for your calls and for your comments. All together we will face everything we need to face and the Lord will have the final say mm. and word. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, thank you for all of your comments on our show today. Before we wrap up today's show, we're going to go to Rome to check in with Joan Lewis, who has some very important news for us. Now, Joan, what's the latest news from Rome this weekend? Well, greetings and buongiorno from a jam-packed St. Peter's Square, Via della Conciliazione, the entire neighborhood. Now, 45 years ago today, October 16th, 1978, the man who was so central to my faith life, Pope John Paul, was elected to the papacy. He was this charismatic man who would, who would touch millions of lives in his almost 27-year pontificate, touching the lives of faithful, of people with no faith, and of everywhere in between. Now, I was in Cairo, Egypt, when he was elected. That's another story for another day. But I couldn't wait to get back to Rome to meet this Polish pontiff, to meet this new Holy Father. And meet him I did many, many times after I began working for the Vatican in 1990. And not only did I meet him, I used to bake chocolate chip cookies for the Holy Father. So I guess you can say I made cookies for a saint. Now, Pope John Paul's papacy by the way, it was the third longest papacy in history. It became a living catechism for me. His speeches and his homilies, his poetry, his prose, his amazing papal documents, his long trips, 
his interaction with young people. All of this was part of that catechetical experience. But I have to say one very personal moment does, of learning does stand out. After the 1990 Synod on the Priesthood, the papal document came out called Pastores Dabo Vobis. I will give you shepherds. I will give you pastors. And I had the great honor and humbling privilege of being on the team that helped translate that into English. So it was a learning experience for me and especially about the priesthood. But you know, I was hoping that all the ways in which the Holy Father, his teachings deepened my life, that I could then use those to help the faith of other people. Now, what did I love about John Paul? Um, I loved his humanity, his personal simplicity, his love of Mary, indeed of all mankind, his courage to always speak the truth, and the clarity of his teaching, and of course his always present universal call to holiness. And above all, not above all, with everything, his humor. But again, that's a story for another day. But you know, even as a young bishop, he was leaving a lasting mark on people. And I want to bring your attention to the words of the famous 20th century theologian, Eve Conjar, who wrote, Bishop Voitia made a remarkable impression. His personality dominates. Some kind of animation is present in this person, a magnetic power, prophetic strength, full of peace and irresistible to, to all. And I honestly don't think anyone ever defined Pope John Paul better than that. So, by the way, his feast day's in a few days. It's October 22nd, so on that note, Pope John Paul, St. John Paul, take care of us. Back to you at home. Joan, thanks so much for reminding us about uh, the St. John Paul II. We shared today about fear and anxiety, and as he started his pontificate, what did he say? Do not be afraid. Jesus is my peace I leave with you. My peace do I give to you. This is a peace that this world can't give you, and this world can't take it away. Do not be afraid. So join us uh, for Wednesday and Thursday. We'll have Art and Lorraine Bennett. We'll be discussing how to make the most of marriage by living with less. God bless you. God bless all of you loved ones. We're in this together, and Jesus Christ is Lord, and he will prevail. Bye now.